This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we are back with the grand finale of Ooh. season three. That's it. Yeah, it's it's all over. <laughs> oh, it's the end of an era. And by the end of an era, I mean the end of the Shred era. Oh God, I'm going to miss him. Oh, so much. I actually felt a little pang watching the credits, seeing his little smiley face. Oh, he was so lovely. He was such a great addition. Like, considering I was very sceptical about this, like, new Patman coming in here and, like, the way he was crowbarred into the end of um, the Patman legacy. It's like, oh, this is an absolute joke. And then it's like, oh, he's my favourite. I love him. (laughs) He's also such a fun character. Like, they got so many great episodes out of him. It seems mad to let him go. Like, I... I don't know, maybe maybe he wanted to go, but it's it seems very short-sighted on their part. It does. And there is, there is quite a high turnover of actors for like yeah. a TV show. Like, you know, one character being replaced is something that, yeah, that happens from time to time. But there's been, it's, there's been a lot of that in this one. I just, I hope everybody was, they, was being treated okay and then it wasn't uh, like a terrible place to work. There's been three main, like main characters mm. have been replaced, yeah. which is kind of nuts within very three much, years. Like It does seem like it's basically other than the twins, anybody else is like... <laughs> yeah, you're at risk. Yeah. <laughs> and if it wasn't difficult, so difficult to find blonde twins of the yeah. right age you can act, then the twins would be in trouble too, no doubt. Possibly. Yeah, it just seems a bit mercenary, the whole uh, setup. Well, <laughs> Slightly, but yes. non-union set, you see. Mm, so yeah, that probably do doesn't help. Yeah. Oh, well, we will start this grand finale uh, of of the series of the season, not of the, this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we still have saying whole, it. We still have season four to go. It's okay. Yeah, don't panic. worry. <laughs> but we'll start it as usual with a uh, tag lines from the episode uh, from Wikipedia and hmm. um, and Amazon. And uh, as you might recall, well, probably don't because it was <laughs> two months ago. Um, <laughs> this episode is called Might as Well Jump. Jump. Uh, <laughs> and it's got a very long blurb on uh, Wikipedia. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. That usually means it's going to get more and more inaccurate as it goes on oftentimes. But I'm I'm ready to be proven wrong. <laughs> Just have a quick glance at it now. Doesn't look too bad. Oh. Jessica's plans of a European summer are threatened when she fails her social studies test. Now, it is, they keep talking about spring break, but they're talking about it like it is the summer holidays. Yeah, it was a bit confusing. For a bit there, I was like, what? 
what is spring break exactly? Because it seems like they're finishing up for the year. There's like all this talk about yearbooks and signing yeah. yearbooks. And I was like, surely that comes before summer when you're like finished term completely. But anyway, I don't know the book. <laughs> well, Wikipedia says it aired in February 97. So maybe that's why. Like, I think they it was one of those uh, seasons that actually ran without a break. You know, the way American... Um, long Ooh. seasons would yes. always like take massive breaks off so they'd start in September but they'd always finish in June okay yeah yeah it was like we'd always end up just one week behind Buffy when we were mm. you know they they used to start the new season of Buffy like in January after it had started in the US in September but by yeah. by the end, season finale we were like it was the same week basically okay. <laughs> so maybe in this case they were initially planning to spread it out all year and then they were like no nope, you're out every week and that means this they're going on their summer holidays in february <laughs> sure although if it aired in february and now we're talking about it in february that kind of lines up nicely too doesn't it <laughs> that's true february 10th almost yeah. yeah almost it's going to be released almost to the day 27 years later yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look how organized we really are in secret. <laughs> yes. Organized. <laughs> These things that keep happening by accident work out really well for us. <laughs> well, continue the blurb. The basketball team wants to partake in their yearly tradition of jumping off Jackson's bluff. Now they say team. This is the smallest team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> also, we've never seen these guys before. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Christ. Todd isn't sure he wants to go But Liz doesn't want him to at all Oddly phrased but actually accurate Mm. Yeah When Winston also feels like he has something to prove Everything comes to a head Oh I mean, true Yeah, this is really accurate (laughs) I mean, I'm as surprised as you are, listeners We're going out with a bang (laughs) (laughs) Can you share the Amazon blurb? I can. And as usual, it's literally just the one line just about <laughs> Todd is pressured to jump off a cliff in basketball tradition. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. The rest is up to you. <laughs> Calling it a cliff suggests something a lot more dramatic. Mm, that's true. Than what actually happens. But yeah. uh, we won't risk spoiling this uh, this complex tale. <laughs> <laughs> so we begin in Chrome Dome's office, where he makes a vow to his secretary. I presume this is Rosemary. I presume the same. We don't we don't actually get a name, but like that's that's so Rosemary. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now Rosemary isn't the only one in the room. There is also a cleaning lady whose face we do not see. But uh, this cleaning lady also witnesses Chrome Dome's vow to stop the sp- pre-spring break tradition of pranks and tomfoolery. <laughs> No, he has had enough. Yes, he says he refuses to be humiliated. He's putting a stop to all this nonsense. He's not going to have any sheep in his office, no whoopee cushions on his chair, no banana peels on his floors. Uh, And any student caught engaging in any of this nonsense is going to get mandatory detention. Yes, and while he lists out this... uh... This uh, this history of pranks, Rosemary tr- is clearly trying not to laugh behind <laughs> her, her steno pad. Indeed. Uh, and then the phone rings and uh, it's not exactly an urgent call. Not particularly, no. So he answers the phone and we just see him going very annoyed. No, I don't have Prince Albert in a can. Yeah. Uh, and then just like hangs up. But again, this is one of those things that I feel like I used to read as like a prank in, yeah. in books that Americans would 
like ring up like yeah what is Prince Albert <laughs> I meant to look it up and I forgot <laughs> I know listeners do tell us because it's always confused me I know from yeah. like like you from films and TV and books yeah. that it's like it's a prank thing unless there's something filthy there that's going over my head but I don't think so because it wouldn't be so. in like kids shows otherwise yeah. well that's it because the punchline is always oh then let him out or something isn't it yeah like, yeah I, I don't know what it is though <laughs> Madness. Well, he walks out with a kick me sign revealed <laughs> on his back. <laughs> and as he walks down the corridor, extras, uh, their extras are great fun this week. Mm. They're uh, crying, good morning, Winsville Cooper. But we see the mystery cleaning lady is up to some mischief. She is. We can see her mop bucket kind of trailing behind her, but she's also, or at least her mystery hands. Are, uh, <laughs> mystery hands! <laughs> mystery hands, they're back. Um, yeah, she, this lady is uh, squirting like baby oil all over the floor of the hallway to make it all slippery. So, of course, as Chrome Dome is striding down the uh, the school corridor, he suddenly slips uh, quite dramatically. And like, that's not a young man. So I feel like it was a bit of a risky game there getting him to crack his Oh my floor. God. I would think I'd, I would break a bone. Yes. <laughs> he gets quite a hop. Like he really does land smack on that floor. <laughs> well, uh, the cleaner says, oh dear, let me help you up. That's no cleaning lady. Sure isn't. No, why? It's Winston in drag. And in my notes in brackets, it just says, again. <laughs> Delighted. I love that he has a supply of like wigs and sort of like old school, like aqua blue tunic dresses. Incredible. Like, yeah, it's a perfect like cleaning lady outfit. That very like typical. Yeah. As you say, style. Kind of, yes, totally. Yeah. Uh, Got this great wig on. Yeah, he's putting on his little falsetto voice when he goes to help uh, Mr. Cooper up off the floor. He's got that like zapper thing in his hand for like joke handshakes. Yes. So poor, poor Cooper gets zapped. Uh, then Winston basically just giggles and runs away. I know, say. Rants us off. Yes. He's skipping and jumping down the corridor oh, at the time of his life. So good. <laughs> so, Proudhon, understandably enraged, and the mm-hmm. credits roll. The last with Shred. No. Oh, I did feel sad he was a little face. No, our little buddy. Oh. So Winston still in the, in his cleaning lady drag <laughs> struts down the corridor. He's quoting Prom Dome. He's like, we will put an end to pranks and tomfoolery. And then, well, I initially say some randomers, but hmm. it turns out that they are Todd's basketball, uh, or as they say, b-ball mm. teammates and uh, they taunt Winston with some very lazy insults yeah it's really lame uh, yeah when these guys turned up I was like oh I guess they're just like the school bullies but no yes! they're appar- apparently they're the fucking basketball team all two of them um, <laughs> yeah so like Winston's, Winston's reveling in his victory and uh, these guys he meets them around the corner and they're like oh nice dress Winston can we come to the tea party too Tinkerbell um, and Winston's like no like you guys don't get it I've just pulled off the prank of the year it was amazing and he like goes through everything he just did but they kind of don't believe him and they're just like oh yeah what did you do sneak into home ec and they're just kind of they're like, dickheads him off. they're being dicks like they're slagging him off for like clearly wearing a disguise yes uh, i'm just thinking about him wearing his dress um and all Ugh. this uh, and he should stick to the grill the grill yeah they're really mean i was just like who are these dicks like they're just the jerks in my notes because i was just like who are these people <laughs> well, yes. i don't care for them <laughs> well they're very pleased with themselves because after they say like oh you should stick to the grill it's like don't catch your dress on fire they literally like chest bump but high five they're all like good one it was like no it isn't 
It was not a good one. It was not even a mediocre one. It was it was just it was nothing. It was bad. Mm. Well, we cut to Liz and Todd coming around uh, the corner of the corridor. And Liz says that everyone's leaving for spring break. How long is this break? <laughs> the three month spring break. <laughs> Todd says he's uh, sticking around He's going to be a chilling machine But when Liz suggests he goes to the yearbook party At the Moon Beach Where they sign each other's yearbooks Again, this all implies it's the summer holidays It's the very end of year, yeah Um, I'm a bit confused about the scheduling of all this Because she, <laughs> sa- it's, she implies that it's happening that day but they also have a big class picnic. So anyway, it's happening at some stage in the future, in the near future, yeah. this yeah. yearbook party. <laughs> it could be later that day. It could be the following day. It's unclear. Yeah. But then the douchebags arrive and ask Todd if he'll be there later because Sweet Belly Beeball's taking it to the edge. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, they're so lame. Um, So yeah, Todd is like, oh yeah, totally. I'll see you there. And when they kind of all head off, Liz is like, what was all that about? And Todd is like, oh, just some Beeball madness. Don't worry about it. <laughs> But, uh, but Liz knows something's up and she's like, you're not going train jumping, are you? <laughs> no, like, you were. <laughs> well, it was with Club X. Oh, that's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these absolute lunatics are constantly dicing with death for no reason. So unnecessary. Um, <laughs> well, apparently train jumping's tomorrow. Tonight oh. they... Well, they say tonight. It's clearly the middle mm. of the afternoon when we see it. Yes. But they're jumping off Jackson's bluff. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Liz is not pleased about this. Uh, she's like, that is so dangerous. You shouldn't do that. She says, apparently somebody died jumping off that cliff. And Holy Todd's shit. like, yeah. Todd goes, yeah, that's what makes it so cool. And I have to say, I did actually laugh at this just more out of surprise than anything else. Yeah. Like, How is that the reaction? <laughs> Again, he delivers it well. Like when they're giving Todd these kind of ridiculous lines to say he does a good job. He does. (laughs) So Liz is as horrified as we are and urges him to come to the picnic that's on that afternoon. Um, Mm. But Todd says no, because it's the first time he's been invited on a b-ball outing since he was booted off the team. So this is a big deal for him. Yes. Yeah, he's kind of like, yeah, kind of being accepted by the team again, even though I yes. guess he's still not on the team at this stage. It's good. It's unclear. Um, but yeah, Liz uh, jumping off the cliff won't prove anything. And uh, anyway, it's, anyway, it's stupid. And Todd's like, no, yeah. it's tradition. And uh, he's going. And yeah. the sad guitar plays. It does. The emotional music kicks in. <laughs> Well, we cut to Jessica resplendent in sort of translucent florals. Mm. And uh, Jessica, who, or sorry, Lila, who is wearing a extraordinary hat. I don't understand this hat. <laughs> it sort of almost looks like a jockey hat. Yeah, but like it's, it's like a jockey's hat, but like a cartoon jockey's hat that's also not sitting on her head properly. It's a very unusual design of a hat or just it doesn't look right no it's confusing I mean she Mm. can pull it off oh yeah but it's uh it's a stretch Hmm. so Jessica can't believe they're going to Europe again they're like they're in California they're going all the way across Mm -hmm. like the entire United States and the Atlantic for a short like midterm break holiday I guess and uh, Lila says they're going to go to all the top cultural spots Armani Gucci Dior (laughs) and uh, Jessica has more social activities in mind yes they're going to go to the beach they're going to meet guys they're going to dance all night because these are things that they simply cannot do at home I guess (laughs) even though that's all they do (laughs) 
<laughs> also, this implies like they, you know, they're going to Paris, but they're also going to places with beaches. Like they're going to be mm. doing a lot of traveling. How are they cramming it all in? Yeah, it sounds well, like a lot. It does. Well, maybe they have a private jet from Fowler Industries that's going to zip yeah. them around the continent. <laughs> <laughs> but Cheryl approaches and asks if they're heading to today's big picnic, but uh, they had no idea there was one on. No, Lila reveals that they don't do domestic events anymore. <laughs> and Jessica chimes in, or local ones, uh, and they're going to be too busy preparing for their first class trip to Paris on the Concorde. <laughs> oh, Another blast from the past. Amazing. <laughs> so I guess they're not using the jet. So uh, Cheryl rolls her eyes and says, Oh, uh, and this blows their fucking minds. Oh, God. Yeah, Jessica, as usual, is just like, huh? <laughs> Does not know what's going on. But Lila is very impressed. She didn't realise that Cheryl uh, is fluent in French, which is a lot to get from someone saying goodbye. But um, <laughs> But yeah, Cheryl reveals that she picked up some French while she was uh, modelling in Paris. So um, yeah, so she offers to uh, give Lila any tips if she wants, because Lila does reveal her bit of French, uh, <laughs> which is quite comedic. <laughs> yes, uh, she uh, she cries, garçon, gigas, which she somehow thinks means, uh, waiter, I'll have some cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, whereas the subtitles say it means, waiter, I have gas. Uh-huh. I mean, it literally means waiter. I have gas. I don't know whether in French you, you know, that's, that's how, how you, you say it. you're like you're you've got wind. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do use gas for like fizzy water. But oh, yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, Cheryl's delighted when she sees what an absolute holy show Cheryl or Lila's going to make of herself <laughs> in France. And just like you are good. Yeah. Yeah, she's um, really, yeah, definitely kind of bigging her up for uh, for her amazing French talents. <laughs> yes. And reminds them again if they need any coaching, just ask. And uh, Jessica goes, Mercy, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> Got to the classroom, tests are being handed out. And uh, Jessica's like, what the fuck is this? And uh, Cheryl says, in English, it's called a test. <laughs> yeah, see, I like it when Cheryl's sarcasm is being put to good use at those who deserve it, which is basically Jessica and Lila. <laughs> yes, very enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they have a social studies uh, midterm um, that Jessica apparently didn't know about. Everybody else seems to be clued in. Um, but yeah, she can't believe that their teacher, who's called <laughs> Mrs. Skittles for... <laughs> reasons unbeknownst to us um, yes but she can't believe that this has been scheduled right before spring break and how rude that is of their teacher to do such a thing to them Disgraceful. well we cut to the moon beach where Cheryl and Enid are in a booth and uh, Cheryl says but I thought you wanted to work in the burning village at Vikingville and while Enid admits she does look sexy in that helmet and breastplate to Cheryl's amusement she will miss Manny. Oh yeah so Cheryl says look he'll probably be able to visit you but then Enid explains he might not have time apparently they beefed up his responsibilities at corn dog on a stick uh, and he's now the assistant corn dog dipper oh. <laughs> so this is all teed up for Manny to come into the moon beach in his work uniform which is quite a thing to behold uh, <laughs> can you describe it with your famed garment describing powers <laughs> I can have a go so he's wearing this um, like red and white, like a gingham kind of pattern shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, very bright blue trousers, like rainbow braces, as in like suspenders. Yes, um, keeping his his bright blue pants up. Uh, he's wearing this like 
very <laughs> singular hat. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a cone shape slightly, but it's also yes. got the, it's all like primary colors. It's like red and blue and yellow. He, it's it's the whole effect is very like rainbow gnome kind of. Oh, very good. Yeah, because it's yeah. all sort of satin. As well, like yeah, it's very it's shiny. shiny. I think there might even be a little bell on the hat. It's there's oh, a lot yeah. going on, and I don't know what any of that has to do with selling corn dogs. But this is the uh, work uniform of corn dog on a stick. So they, I mean, I suppose we do know that Sweet Valley fast food places tend to uh, go a bit <gasps> oh. off the rails when it comes to their work uniforms <laughs> and what they expect their employees to work all day long in. <laughs> so maybe this actually ties in perfectly to the Sweet Valley way. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> By the way, this is an opportunity to admit, don't really know what a corn dog is. Oh, they're really nice. Oh, I've had ones. Um, yeah, you know, all together now, the festival in Waterford. Yeah, is, I've been um, there. Yeah, yeah, corn dogs oh, there. You what? missed the corn dog t- trailer. Uh, yeah, it was <gasps> a, little, um, a little stall with corn dogs. Oh, oh my gosh, they're really tasty. Because I, like, I have to say, I don't enjoy frankfurters, but like that's what a corn dog is. Yeah. It's a, a frankfurter. On a stick, but it's coated in this batter that's kind of sweet. It's nearly like donut batter, kind of. Oh, so it's the um, batter. Is, yeah, that's why I was always wondering what's like. I the guess there was part. some sort of sausage <laughs> under there. But yeah, because yeah, the bat, it's like a cornmeal batter, I think, technically, but it's kind of sweet. Oh. Uh, and then the frankfurter in the middle. It's really bugging tasty. Now, I say uh, that as someone who was at a festival eating it with like yeah. a few pints on board, but I'm, yeah. I've got to say, one, I've been delighted. Food you eat at a festival, your standards are different, we put it that it's way. Its, it's its own category. <laughs> True, but I have highly enjoyed a corn dog uh, anytime I've had one, yeah. So is it basically the American equivalent of the classic Irish takeaway cuisine uh, gem? The battered sausage. A battered sausage. I guess it's kind of a take on it, yeah, because the batter is very different. Like, it is more of like a, a donut kind of dough, more so oh. than like... Like a chip shop back. Yeah. Yeah. You learn something new every day in this there podcast. Go, yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> Sometimes I know things. <laughs> well, um, when Cheryl sees uh, Manny in his uh, satin duds, she sarkily asks if she can get one of those hats because she's always wanted to look like a cone head. And Ina delightfully goes, Me too. Well, <laughs> She's so earnest. She's so cute. <laughs> so apparently Manny sent out a hundred CVs and the only response was uh was from Cordog on the sk- stick. And Edith's like, Can you believe it? And Joe just goes, Yes. <laughs> and Edith says she loves a man in uniform as Manny sits next to them, and then he gives uh Edith a little gift. Again, oh, how long is this break? I know, but again, this is very cute and it's very, so it's very them as well, I feel like. So he uh, he hands her a little stack of postcards that he has already addressed so she can write him every day and all she has to do is just like write in her news and that's all she'll have to do and then stick it in the post box because all the addressing and I guess the stamps on them, I don't know. But yeah, anyway, it's, were. it's, it is very sweet. So, so it's a really handy way for her to write him all the time. Yes, it is very cute. For this uh, indeterminate length of spring. <laughs> it looks like a big stack of postcards. Yeah, it's a good view in there. So Edith says, uh, oh, that's so sweet. And Cheryl deadpans in a psychotic sort of way. <laughs> and Edith produces 
I don't describe as an insane collage. Oh God. Yes, she also has a present for Manny, which she then reveals to be this collage, which at first glance looks like it's actually quite sweet and quite cute because it is this like big kind of fold out thing with all pictures of the two of them. Yes. But then when she goes into some detail, it's like, oh, Enid, this is slightly gross. Uh, <laughs> apparently it's a collage of all their firsts. So she kind of talks them through it and apparently there's like a lump of chewing gum that they passed back and forth on their first date. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, it's like a tissue that she cried in at their first uh, movie that they went to together. Um, that's also stuck to this little hardboard collage. And Cheryl's like, oh, what movie did you go see? And it's like, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Apparently Marsha was so mean to Jan, it moved her to tears. Oh, um, that makes sense for Edith. It does though, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, there's also like a little bit of pepperoni from a pizza that they had together where they both said the same thing at the same time. Like it's, very specific but yeah some of the things she stuck to this are kind of gross it's worryingly unhygienic yeah um so uh Cheryl is appalled by their cutesy ways (laughs) cutesy slash disgusting (laughs) well Todd approaches Winston who uh who says look Liz asked me to talk to you about um about this whole jumping off Jackson's bluff. And Winston says he has one question, but it's not what you might expect. No, no, because he then leans over the counter and he's like, can I come too? <laughs> and Todd's like, look, I'm going to have second thoughts about this. I don't think I'm going to do it. I don't have to prove myself to anyone. And Winston's like, well, I do. <laughs> yeah, poor Winston's having a crisis. He reckons that if he doesn't do something soon, this geek image is going to haunt him for the rest of his life. So I suppose those mean jerks got to him uh, when mm. they were making fun of him in his, little, his lovely little cleaning lady outfit. <laughs> um, so he kind of talks Todd into what a rush it's going to be when they do it. So Todd's like, yeah, actually, it will be great. So they both decide they're going to go uh, and they high five and they're like, all right, and super pumped about this. And then when Todd leaves, Winston is kind of kind of slumps back and he's like, wait, oh God, what was I thinking? This is a <laughs> Terrible idea. And he's not wrong. <laughs> well, we cut to Jessica. She's wearing a lavender two-piece. Very mm. standard to school wear, no doubt. Absolutely, sure. <laughs> and she goes into Mrs. Skittles. At least she thinks it's Mrs. Skittles. She has to check because she does not go to class enough oh to recognise her teachers. It's so bad. It's, like, it's worrying. Yeah, the, it's uh, really, there are questions to be asked about this school and Chrome Dome's managing of it. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so this is it. So she comes into the classroom and she's like, you're the social studies teacher, right? And Mrs. Skittles just gives her this look and she's like, and I thought you didn't learn anything this semester. Um, But yeah, Jessica, she's kind of spacey and she's just like, so what are they wearing on the French River this time of year? Uh, And her teacher's like, it's the French Riviera. And maybe if you showed up to class, you'd know that. Which then had me wondering, what the fuck do they cover in social studies? Yes! more like geography than anything else. I am so confused by this class. I mean, I'm, I'm, again... You know, we shouldn't be surprised by the standards of Sweet Valley, mm, but true. <laughs> even by their standards, this is slightly insane. Like it's, what? I thought it would be like civics, you know, be yes. stuff about like how the system works or, you know, social issues, sort of baby sociology or something. But uh, Yeah, because wasn't it social studies in the book when they had that mad 
thing where they were like splitting people into blue eyes and brown eyes. Oh yeah, the sort that of whole the thing. thing about bias. Yes, yeah. that was social studies, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Social studies class is the fucking free for all. It seems like <laughs> they talk about the fucking French Riviera. Apparently, I don't know. Um, but anyway, it turns out that unsurprisingly, Jessica failed her test. Um, but she's not really taking any of this in when her teacher literally holds up the exam paper with a big red F on it. Yes. <laughs> Oh, so you're saying you don't know what they're wearing in France. So she's like, well, I have to go anyway. I have to get ready for my trip to Europe. But uh, Mrs. Skittles points out that she has to take a makeup class um, over spring break. So there's no trip for her because she's failed this test. And Jessica's like, but I have to go. It'll be educational. I'll learn languages and go to buildings where they keep paintings and stuff. She says <laughs> she'll learn the European language. Oh, is that? Which is that like? <laughs> Maybe she means Esperanto. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> International. <laughs> so the teacher says, no, she can take a makeup <laughs> test and yes. uh, she can take a makeup test tomorrow. So the teacher yes. is having mercy on her, which is mm. very generous given that Jessica is worryingly ignorant. Jessica says that's perfect she knows all about makeup and the very patient teacher says she'd better pass this test or she will be spending her spring break with Mrs. Skittles. Indeed. I don't think Mrs. Gittles wants that either, to be fair. No, so I think she's going to go very easy on Jessica in this test. It explains the leniency, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, we cut to the picnic. It's got a worryingly multi-font banner (laughs) displayed aloft. As a designer, Karen, how do you feel about this? I'm very distressed. It's a worried out nightmare. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So Edith and Manny decide to go to find a place where they can be alone. Just going to say, don't try very hard. And (laughs) Cheryl, who was wearing the most gorgeous striped a sort of A-line t-shirt dress, which I would oh. totally have worn. It's uh, so lovely. Cheryl looks, still would. She looks so good in this episode. Like she's obviously very beautiful anyway, yeah. but every so often there'll be an episode where whatever they've done with the wardrobe or her hair or something, yeah. and she'll just be like, holy shit, this is the most beautiful girl in the world. Like she is just yes. stunning in this episode. And she, I love her style in it. Her mm. like slightly retro style is yeah, very cute. It's great. Yeah. So she's trying to play frisbee with Liz, but Liz is not paying attention. So Cheryl suggests a hike, by which I think she just means a walk. Yeah. Because uh, they are just wearing like little, yes. you know, summer frocks and runners and sandals. <laughs> but um, Liz is too distracted for that. And Cheryl's like, okay, what's up? And Liz reveals she's worried about Todd because she's sure he's gonna jump for her love. Or not jump for her love. <laughs> Might as well jump. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apparently he should be here by now if he was coming to the picnic. So she's starting to worry now that he actually mm. is going to go do this mad thing. Well, Maddie and Enid have a little romantic moment. They declare that they want to spend every minute alone together until they head off for their very indeterminate length spring break. Again, <laughs> they're just sitting on a fucking bench at the middle of this picnic. So I don't have too much sympathy for them when they act like everybody is swamping around them because uh, they made no effort to find a secluded spot whatsoever. And Liz marches up asking about Todd. Then there's loads of extras. They're looking at a map. And <laughs> Enid is like, Look, you're going to see Todd over the break. Can the less fortunate among us have some private time? And again, Edith, you're literally just sitting on a bench in the middle of the picnic. I know, but I do I do like it when someone just gives out to Liz because she was being slightly annoying because she did come up and be like, have you seen Todd? And they were like, no, we haven't seen him. And then all these other extras come up and then Liz again is like, are you sure you haven't seen him? And it's like, um, no, fuck off. We haven't seen him. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Well, Lena's at the end of her tether because the park ranger comes up and Lena's is basically like, oh, for fuck's sake, I give up. And she just starts knocking Maddie in front of them all. 
I know when she said she gave up, I thought they were going to leave, but no, she just, she just decides <laughs> to start shifting her boyfriend with everyone around. So good for you, Enid. I not. <laughs> well, the ranger warns them they better not be lighting any like you know campfires or anything mm. because it's super dry and the whole place will just go up like a tinderbox. And uh, when Liz asks how far is it to Jackson's Bluff, he says it's just half a mile, but he is a warning because the bad this hot weather has uh, caused some issues. Yeah, they're in a drought season at the minute. So yeah, he says, you're not going to jump off or anything or one of those crazy jumpers, are you? Uh, and this is like, no, no, definitely not. So he says, well, good, because apparently the water level there is at an all time low and jumping off that bluff right now would basically be an extremely bad idea. Um, so Liz starts to panic. So she's like, oh, shit, I know someone who is going to jump off it. Oh, it's a dangerous game they're playing up mm, there with that bluff. Definitely. Cut to the, this bluff. Winston is trying to psych himself up some Tai Chi moves at least that's what Amazing. it looks like I'm going to say the goons are like mocking him for not having any muscles I assure you he does he looks very good <laughs> he doesn't have anything to worry about it is absolutely ridiculous that they're like oh, look at this you know weakling and like yes he is not built like a brick shit house like you two Egypt's bush <laughs> he's doing all right put it that way he is. Yeah, so he points out that he's loosening up and he doesn't want to pull a muscle. And this is when they're like, oh, you don't have any muscles. But um, but yeah, so Winston it goes to jump, but then hesitates because it does look quite scary. And also that water looks extremely shallow. Like it looks deep. like it's a fucking foot deep. Like. Truly, you can see the stones at the bottom. It's you like, can. this is so obviously a terrible idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, so when he hesitates, then Todd is like, oh, I'll, I'll do it. So like Todd steps up like... Takes off his shirt and goes, sweet buddy. <laughs> Which I found very amusing. I was like, well, who among us has not taken off her shirt and shouted the name of our school? <laughs> so they're all like, yeah, Todd, let's go. Um, we then cut to Liz, like running along uh, through the forest with the ranger. She's almost there. Uh, but she gets there just in time to see Todd actually jump off. So he jumps. And as he does, Liz is going, no, Todd. <laughs> I think my favourite thing about this is that the goons are, you know, when Todd is about to jump, the goons, again, there's just two of them, yeah. are urging Todd on and he starts chanting, tradition, tradition. Oh, <laughs> Chant is this? Ridiculous Very nonsense. They're mad for the tradition in that school. <laughs> oh, they sure are. So as Todd leaps, as you say, Liz uh, and, and Winston are both mm. screaming like, no, Todd! <laughs> the dramatic guitar plays. So Todd does not come to the surface. And the uh -oh. ranger, ranger is fucking useless, just oh stands there. He's like, oh, he's probably trapped under a dead tree in the yes. foot of water. And he calls for uh, some paramedics and mm -hmm. the goons are all like up at the bluff are like, is he okay? And one of them goes, oh, he's been under there for over a minute. Jesus Christ. But also like this water is so clear, like there's nothing for him to be stuck under. So it's like he jumped in and disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Winston is so worried. He just fucking takes the jump himself. Um, jumps into the water again it's like the way it's shot is very funny because it's like oh where did he go <laughs> but apparently he has found Todd and rescued him because Winston then like bursts through the water with Todd in like worryingly shallow water it's like it's just above their knees basically and he's like pulling Todd through this water uh, to the bank but um, yeah like they would both be stone dead to have oh 100% <laughs> dead 
It's what it's the bit where they like he emerges out of the depths with Todd and then just stands up. And the yeah. water isn't even up to his waist. No, that's the thing. It's not even waist high, like because it is like this big dramatic, like oh, they both burst out of the water, and it's so fucking shallow. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he carries him to uh, to the shore, and Liz starts trying to resuscitate him, doing some CPR. The supposedly, I would hope, fully trained in you know first aid ranger just stands there like a fucking idiot and tells Winston like that was a stupid crazy thing you just did and Winston's like thanks oh my god someone had to do something it's wild that ranger is so useless he literally (laughs) stands there giving out to Winston when there's like an unconscious teen in front of him who's being resuscitated by his also teen girlfriend and it's like dude what's the point of you like literally (laughs) all he's done that's useful so far is call for paramedics who do turn up but like he's just standing there and it's like what do you actually do (laughs) (laughs) well uh todd coughs out some water he's fine and he and liz embrace and uh he says his whole life passed before his eyes it was a very short movie (laughs) a bit like todd rod vermin a little little bit yeah (laughs) but he says that liz was in every scene oh and uh, then the goons congrat- mm-hmm. congratulate Winston as the paramedics arrive. One of them is a hot girl. And uh, the ranger, <laughs> say, insanely, says, our hero needs some help. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to give him any but <laughs> I'm just going to stand here and be in the way. <laughs> so uh, the goons all point at Winston like, he's the man. And uh, then Winston is like, oh, I can't breathe. I need some mouth to mouth. And the hot paramedic revives him. Yeah, like he throws himself to the ground. Like quite clearly he's fine. But yes. yeah, the paramedic lady just goes for the mouth to mouth anyway. And you know what? I don't blame her. <laughs> so professional. I know. Well, the camera pans to sad Liz. Uh, I don't know why she's so sad. He is fine. fine. And <laughs> saying that like, oh, you know, I thought I was going to lose you. I can't lose you ever. And he says he'll always be here for her. And understandably, she says, not even keep jumping off cliffs. Yeah, fair. We get more emotional music then at the end of that. Yes. <laughs> We cut to the Casadel Wakefield, where in front of Jessica's blur, the poster, mm. Lila asks if she should wear her Chanel suit to the Eiffel Tower and the Champs-Élysées. I mean, they're, they're not that far from each other, so <laughs> you can walk. Like, why not both? Mm. So Jessica says she's trying to study and suggests Liz or Lila wear her suit on the way home. Mm. And um, Lila says any idiot can pass social studies. And based on the sample questions she gives, she is right. Yeah, because again, what is this class? She, she takes oh the book. Oh my god! She takes the book from Jessica and starts just kind of reading out sample questions for her. So she's like, "Which country has never had a king or a queen? England, France, the United States." And Jessica goes, "France," <laughs> like very worryingly. And Lila's just like, "Jessica, America has never had a queen." <laughs> and Jessica, and again, it's a good joke, so I'll, I'll give her this. But yes. Jessica just looks at her and she's like, "Excuse me, Queen Latifah." <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So uh, Lila says she'll wear her Chanel to see the Mona Lisa at the Louvre. And uh, Jessica's not impressed when Lila shows her a very shonky looking pamphlet <laughs> and says she's not even smiling. She's not wearing any eyeshadow. Lila accurately says they didn't have Lancome in 1503. Um, but Jessica's like, look, I can't take any more of this. I need to pass the test or Lila will have to go to Europe alone. And then who will praise Lila's outfits? And Lila looks troubled and makes a call. She does. She gets her phone out and she's like, you're absolutely right. So she rings a number and then she's like, hey, Carrie, whoever fuck Carrie is, uh, do you want to go to Europe with me? So Jessica snatches the phone off her and she's like, OK, I have a better idea. <laughs> so she reveals her scheme that uh, so Lila should pull the fire alarm during Jessica's test the following day. And by the time the test is rescheduled, they'll be in Paris, England. <laughs> I mean, worrying, mm-hmm. worrying. Very. <laughs> No wonder she's failing that test Honestly, it's not good <laughs> Well, we cut to the school Mrs Skittles is reading Cat Lady magazine oh, and says that I did enjoy Cat Lady magazine I know I give out about the production design Of uh, various books and brochures But this one did give me a laugh <laughs> It's a sight to be held um, And uh, she says, Jessica It's about time, you know She should start the test Because she's been sitting mm. there for some time But uh, Jessica's muttering Come on, Lila we cut to a classroom where Cheryl urges Lila to say, now it sounded like per se le bouton, s'il vous plaît. Yeah. And, but and anyway, Lila repeats it and the, the subtitles say it means open the pimple. Now, I think per se means like pierce, like breakthrough, oh, but yeah. maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe it's a Parisian dialect. Um, and uh, she ta- she thanks uh, La- Cheryl for her tips and says, Merci, mon cher Baudet, which translates as donkey. Oh, I thought the word for donkey was something else, but I will take Cheryl's French uh, wisdom for, you know, as read. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take her word on it. Yes. So, um, Cheryl says that she and Jessica are going to have a great time and mm. horrified Lila is like, oh shit, Jessica! Oh God. <laughs> so she suddenly remembers that she was supposed to be pulling a fire alarm ages ago. Uh, so she runs off uh, in search of this thing. But uh, we then cut back to the classroom where Jessica hands in her test. Um, and uh, yeah, it kind of ha- that's only very quick actually, isn't it? Where she hands in the test because it cuts it back away again and then immediately to Todd at his locker. Yeah, it's uh, the teacher says she'll grade it right now when she yes. has in the test, and that's it. Mm. Um, so yeah, we do cut to the goons, and they're <laughs> telling Todd, "Oh, you know, that was wild yesterday," and uh, Todd's like, um, "You know, are, are you are you sure about this?" Yeah. And uh, one of them goes, "Sweet Valley people taking it to the limit." Oh, and Todd says, no, it was stupid. And a goon says, in a really hilariously hurt voice, it was like, who are you calling stupid? Yeah, and Todd just goes, me. And also you and tradition. <gasps> uh, so one, one of the goons, one of them has this very funny kind of accent where he's very like, hey, Wilkins. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> kind of, I don't know what's going on with it, but he's like, so it's stupid to go train jumping tonight? What are you, Gilbert Einstein? <laughs> At this point, my notes just say, this school is failing its students. <laughs> <laughs> my notes say, what did they teach them? <laughs> Less cardio funk, more actual fucking schooling, please. <laughs> <laughs> Another worrying indictment to the standards of Sweet Valley High. Seriously, Suzanne Hadland's dad was right. <laughs> it's true. Way too much focus on sports and not enough on actual learning. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 
uh, yeah, Todd uh, says. Um, so the the um, the Todd asks if they've heard, learned nothing from yes. you know yesterday's events, and uh, the goon is like, "Yeah, next year we check the water level at the bluff." <laughs> yeah. Todd reminds them, "You could have died." They're like, "Yeah, but you didn't." <laughs> Let's go jump in front of a train. Oh my god! Yeah, they're just not getting it at all. Um, and Todd is like, "How about a new tradition for a Sweet Valley Beeble? It's called." Think for yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so he kind of like slams the locker shut and walks away. And the goons look at each other <laughs> quite hilariously in fairness to him. Just goes, is that allowed? <laughs> well, we cut to the classroom. There's some surprising news for Jessica. Incredibly, she's passed the test. She got a 61. Um, and her teacher is just as surprised as we are. Uh, until we hear what the test was about. Holy fuck. Jesus Swear Christ. To God. Yeah. She's very impressed that Jessica knew all the Paris landmarks uh, and that the Mona Lisa is in the Louvre and that it was painted in 1503. So basically everything that Lila bothered her with yes. uh, the night before is what came up on the test. But again, this is just a teacher who doesn't want to waste her fucking spring break dealing oh, with yeah. this bimbo. So she's just like, no, fuck this. Get out of my classroom. <laughs> Apparently, one of the questions was the 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 location of the Eiffel Tower, and I don't think they meant like the actual location in Paris. I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if it was just France, like, Paris, or France. Yeah, maybe Paris, but <laughs> maybe he got a push. Just nuts as this doesn't like test level questions. Mm-hmm. It's not good. <laughs> um, so when, yeah, when the teacher, Mrs. Skittles, expresses her surprise about Jessica knowing that the, where the Mona Lisa was, when it was painted, Jessica's like, oh, well, I love art. And the teacher says, well, then you'll really like Florence. And Jessica says, thanks, but I'm going with Lila, which is quite a good joke. That is good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, her bubble is burst slightly when uh, <gasps> Principal Cooper comes in, dragging Lila behind him because uh, he caught her about to pull the fire alarm. <gasps> Um, and he's like, what is the meaning of this? And Jessica, again, quite funny. She's like, I've never seen that girl before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and Lila is outraged. She says, not funny, the fire alarm was your idea to get you out of the test. But Jessica shows her test results. It's like, why would I do that? I passed. And uh, Lila's delighted for her. They both sort of sing and dance. We're going to Europe. We're going to Europe. <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> but not for long. Oh no, yeah. So Principal Cooper points out that neither of them are going anywhere because they both have to take classes uh, the following week. So this, the, And he says they have to take makeup classes even though <laughs> she's passed her test. So isn't yeah. it just detention? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, the rules of the school are mm. incoherent at best. True. So in the Moon Beach, Winston is telling the story of to- of his rescue of Todd to a host of admiring girls who all want to, to sign their yearbook. And then one of them whispers some request in his ear because yeah. he wants her to do something else. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but he looks happy. And then she kisses him on the cheek. Uh, so he's having a great time. All these girls are literally just sighing over every word and yep. uh, e- eating it all up. <laughs> And uh, I did wonder, oh, is this an opportunity to name Maria? But uh, she remains nameless. Mm, yeah. And um, meanwhile, Cheryl tells Liz there's no way Todd's going to go with, through with the train jumping today. But Liz is still worried. And then Eden arrives and some surprising duds. 
Well, she's wearing the corn dog on a stick uniform, the the rainbow elf gnome look <laughs> with her little bell on her hat. Um, yeah, so she sits down in the booth and she explains that she didn't want to be away from Manny, so she's after taking a job at corn dog on a stick. Um, but then <laughs> um, Manny turns up at the Moon Beach and sits down too, but he's wearing a head to toe Viking outfit, complete with the helmet and a big like fluffy stole thing around his shoulders chest plate the whole lot uh, so he sits down they look at each other and they're like you didn't I did oh no <laughs> so they've each taken jobs at the place where they thought the other was going to be <laughs> it's basically like that famous O. Henry story the gift of the magi you know about like the the um, wife cuts her hair to pay for a gift oh, for her husband and yeah. the husband gives like some oh his watch or something to pay for a comb for her hair they both oh, sacrificed no. each other or themselves for each other but it's sort of cancelled each other out indeed so um <laughs> yes they uh they realize what they've done and they, they don't look too sad about it i think maybe they just think it's a proof of their love there you go yeah also i don't know why he couldn't have just signed up for vikingville in the first place if it's that easy to get a job <laughs> it does seem like it's quite easy to get into either of these cases yeah. <laughs> Don't take so that's, why they're not, that's why they're not worried, I suppose. They'll be able to fix this. <laughs> Swap back outfits. Yeah, fine. Well, the goons approach Winston and they say they're glad that he saved Todd because he can bush. And he's like, look, I know you want to hang with me, but I'm not jumping off any cliffs. And the repentant goons say none of them are. Yeah, so they've all come around uh, to reason um, and they ask if Winston will sign their yearbooks. And I kept waiting at this point for them to like say something to like undercut Winston or for the girls to be kind of like, oh, and then walk off. But Winston gets his moment and everyone thinks he's great. And I was really happy for him. (laughs) The goons have seen the light. Yeah. Well, miserable Jessica and Liz or Lila come in and lament having to spend their spring break taking makeup classes. And oh. Lila very sadly says, Au revoir, Paris. No. In a melancholy <laughs> fashion. I thought they were going to get to go on their holiday after all, but no. Me too. Yeah. It's a bit unfair. Hmm. I mean, they definitely need some travel to broaden the mind and Honestly. teach them some basic facts. At the very least, my God. <laughs> it is worrying. <laughs> well, Liz sits in a booth, sadly, inexplicably gazing at the wall instead of out into the moon beach. But uh, then Todd arrives with his yearbook. Oh, yeah. So she's delighted to see that he hasn't gone train jumping. <laughs> um, and he points out that some traditions are worth keeping. Oh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so he's, um, yeah, he's he's there now and he's not going to do any stupid shit anymore. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> so uh, that's the end of this the season, or is it? Because we get I don't know if I can call it a montage and sort of display, but it's it's a glimpse into their yearbook. I was so pleased with this. Yeah, because the I loved it out, and we actually do see like a kind of like a a spread design with all photos on it and it kind of zooms in on different parts of it. This was great. So it's yeah. kind of, it zooms in on a picture of Todd with like most athletic written underneath it. So it is basically like, this is what's in their yearbook. And I was like, yes, let's fucking do this. Yes. Um, so it's like Todd was, yes, most athletic. Then it kind of pans across and there's a picture of Liz with most perfect underneath it. But she's like pulling this real silly face and her yeah. hair is up in like kind of crazy little pigtails with plaits and stuff. So it's kind of like a silly picture of her. Yeah. But still has most perfect underneath. 
underneath it, which is great. Yeah. And Cheryl is voted most likely to strangle Lila. Um, <laughs> a photo of Winston being massaged, which I think might have come from that episode where they went to like the resort. Mm, that was the very first episode of yes. the third season. Yeah. Uh, by a sort of burly masseuse's biggest mm-hmm. ladies man. Yeah. Uh, Manny is most likely to marry Enid. It's a photo mm-hmm. of them in their um, in their festive garb. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jessica gets. I mean, it's it's a fair judgment. I mean, yeah, I guess it seemed like slightly weird, but you know what? It's fine. Um, <laughs> she's voted best midriff. <laughs> yes. A photo. I wasn't sure who it was for a second. I had to rewind, but it is Enid uh, with her trademark um, novelty backpack and various patterns. Mm. And she's been voted most subtle. <laughs> but uh, her redfish is nothing in comparison to what comes next. Oh, God. Well, we then cut to a picture of Lila, where she's been voted best dressed. But the, the photo that's been used is of her in her uh, pig outfit from the mall episode when her and Jessica oh, have to take jobs amazing. and dress in those Pig hilarious. daddy. Pig daddy, that was it. I couldn't think of it. Oh, my God. So she has the little nose on her face. She's got a little bonnet with ears on it. It's fucking great. <laughs> it is amazing. And last but definitely not least... Somebody has been named Gnarliest Dude. No. It's our beloved Shred. And it's such a nice picture of him too. Lovely smiley face. And he's in his wetsuit with his surfboard. Just happy out in his element. And yeah, Gnarliest Dude. And we couldn't agree more. <laughs> Absolutely not. So uh, yeah, we um, but we have to bid farewell to the gang because we got one last photo of the whole lot of them together. And I have oh. to say this cast has been a delight this year. They've been so good, like so fun. In fairness to Lila, like she's surely Ellis done a great job with Lila because oh. it was always going to be hard to come in after two uh, seasons of Bridget Flannery absolutely fucking slaying that character. Yes. But she kind of is doing her own thing with it, which like you kind of have to, I suppose, with that really. Um, yeah, and I've really enjoyed this season. Like, so I am looking forward to see what's going to happen now with season four. Same, um, same. Yeah, I like, I genuinely have no idea how this is going to go. <laughs> no, not at all. So uh, all we know is that Shred won't be with us, but he'll be with our hearts forever. Mm, it's true. And uh, yeah, apparently the next season, according to Wikipedia, they didn't finish a proper finale oh. um, because they thought it was going to be picked up for a fifth season. So we don't get a proper farewell to everybody, oh. sadly. But um I guess we'll uh, that maybe it's good that they just end and suspended animation. We could we don't have to you know bid a formal farewell. Well, there you go. That's that's kind of nice too in its own way. So it's like they're always there, just like the Sweet Valley. It's quite true to the spirit of yeah, <laughs> of perpetual exactly. high school, isn't it? <laughs> well, Pi Beta Alpha siblings, what did you think of? Uh, you might as well jump. <laughs> Did you enjoy it as much as we did? Did your school have inexplicably long spring breaks? Uh, what what exactly is spring break? Is it just like midterm break? Tell us. Oh, yeah, is it just like the Easter holidays? I don't know. <laughs> well, you had many thoughts back before Christmas about that magnificent soap oh. opera episode. I mean, that was an all-time episode. Truly incredible. Um, yes. 
Yes, there was a lot, a lot to be said about that. Uh, Pippi Ann Shirley just commented, that hair with lots of exclamation marks. That was my grade nine. So like 1989 to 1990 hair, which was in reference to Jessica's incredible uh, bouffant big hair moment in that episode. (laughs) News from Nihon said, this was definitely my going to the popular girls birthday party wearing mom's earrings, eighth grade look, 1990. Oh my God, so good. Uh, I did enjoy <laughs> Tisa Loon uh, said, when you started reviewing this TV series, I never thought I'd hear Anna utter the phrase, this is properly great writing. <laughs> but Same. The, the jokes were genuinely layered and well set up a top notch episode. So like, yeah, honestly, agree. Because like, who would have thought we'd be praising the joke writing in this oh. so earnestly and sincerely. But that like search for Liz was genuinely so funny. Oh my God, magnificent. And as uh, Tisloon also said, low down Liz made me think of Roadhouse Rhoda. Brilliant. Vivian <laughs> Journey also said, I checked and Peggy Nichol, the scriptwriter, did not win an Emmy for this episode. And that is a crime. We couldn't oh, agree more. Honestly, justice for Peggy because she did such a fucking good job on this. Like it was so good. Uh, Plucky Insolence said, The Young and the Beautiful would also have been a great episode oh. title, referencing the soap from the book series. Yes. And, uh, and just said it was a hilarious episode. And like it absolutely was. And yeah, that would have been great. But I suppose they had kind of established Search for Love and Dr. Treadway and all that. Yeah. So it did make sense in their TV universe. But yeah, like The Young and the Beautiful is just such a funny title as well. It would have been great. Little, little uh, nugget for for the diehard fans. And News of Nihon made the very good point because she said, I'm amazed that this was the first time, I think, that someone thought to do a repeating comedy bit about how so proper men love girls in comas. And uh, reminded us of Cheryl's, uh, you're already on to the next coma girl. I could be a coma girl too. Bangs pot on head. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a good bit like it was so funny and I think Claire P. H. spoke for all of us when she said this naked gun does telenovela was absolute madness and I was here for it oh it was so good like and it really was that very like naked gun the Frank Drebin police squad all of that was so Rod Vermin like it was just oh, oh. just amazing so good and uh, there was um, Princess Fiona is an ogre made a very good point saying Bad Enid was giving me serious Bad Willow vibes for now. Let's watch that parallel universe. (laughs) I need it. Maybe maybe there'll be some more flights of fancy in uh, season four. And I hope so. Because in fairness, those kind of surreal episodes that they throw in every now and again are just gold. Like they're so much fun. So good. And uh, yeah, we can't believe that we're going to be on to the last season next time. And, mm. you know, we are going to, we do want to continue the Pi Beta Alpha Clubhouse when we run yes. out of episodes, but we do want suggestions for what to cover next. Um, now, bear in mind, we won't be doing like, the, these will still be shorter episodes. So mm. we can't do, you know, whole books because the work level would just yeah. not sustainable. <laughs> we, we, we do have jobs as well. As yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's nice to also have downtime. So. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're open for suggestions. I yeah. mean, we were just talking before uh, before recording about maybe doing a very slow, like one chapter at a time, one mm. through of Sweet Valley Confidential, which, as you know, I have read and hated. 
The Coward has not read. <laughs> I have not read. I kind of was holding off because I thought I'll read some more Sweet Valley and then I'll read it just because it was so it was so long. When I picked it up, it was so long since I'd read any Sweet Valley. I was like, oh, I kind of had a, a plan in mind. And then we started doing the podcast and I was like, well, I'm obviously too invested in what's going on right now in Sweet Valley. <laughs> but I do have a copy of Sweet Valley Confidential that I have not opened. And I've all I've heard is how terrible it is. So mm. maybe it's perfect for PBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except unlike this TV show, we will not be pleasantly surprised. But, I mean, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know, there's more options. There's the Caitlin books. Again, they'd be, you know, much more uh, bit by bit recaps as opposed yeah. to just uh, half a re- half a book per, per episode. <laughs> But um, there's them, there's, you know, maybe some Sweet Valley-esque on-screen antics. Um, Just Mm. give us some suggestions. Bear in mind that we are in Ireland, so streaming stuff, streaming services may not be available here Mm. that are available in North America. But um, yeah, we're we're open to suggestions. And we do have basically another year's worth of this. That's true. Yeah, we're good for another while. But just, yeah, we're going to need to keep in mind that there is an end in sight, unfortunately, for the TV series. So we will take suggestions for if you've any like movie club ideas or something that's on YouTube, maybe that's kind of easy for everybody to watch. Um, yeah, we'll we'll take take your ideas and be happy to to mull over some new content for this. <laughs> we certainly will. Well, thank you for joining us, Pi Beta Alpha siblings. You are the wind beneath our wings. Uh, we really appreciate you supporting the show, uh, making sure we do. You know, we got some payment, um, and which is very, very, very much appreciated. So thank you so much. We mm. will have lots of uh, Sweet Valley unhinged behaviour going on this year and uh, we will of course see you in the main feed next week oh you Uh, are not going to want to miss this oh my god I mean (laughs) when we find out what happens when Jessica and Elizabeth finally have to accept (laughs) the return of the evil twin and her Uh. twin (laughs) part two Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> the concluding part of the evil twin, the evil twin's twin, and the evil twin's twin's twin. <laughs> oh, now I wish there was another evil twin book. As far as I know, there isn't. But like, I think, yeah, I feel like this is the end of all the the, the evil oh. twin madness. But oh my god, I can't wait to talk about the second half of that book. Yeah. In fairness, what a way to go out! Like it's it's tremendous fun. Yeah, Marco <laughs> is keeping us entertained to the very end. So true. Um, so we will be back in the main feed for that mm. next week. But we will see you back in the clubhouse in two weeks' time when the gang go to Brazil. Oh. <laughs> apparently. Sure. And, and discover that romance wasn't built in a day. Oh, okay. <laughs> see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.